Blog Talk Radio. It's already It's the Pressure Points Unpacked Podcast with host Tyra Little. We're live Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This show deals with personal and community issues by getting to the root cause and causes on an open and raw level. We're unpacking emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical topics that influence and often control us. Get ready to unload, examine, and process. Let's get unpacked. On Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Hello, and welcome to Pressure Points Unpacked, where we are transforming Tuesdays spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. I'm your host, Tyra Little, and today we're going to talk about the vision of Pressure Points Unpacked. Today, I will be interviewed by Ms. Princess Cooper. She's the owner of the network. And so at this point in time, I'm going to turn it over to her. Princess, thank you for the opportunity to be on your network. You know, thank you for the opportunity of allowing me to get to know you. And congratulations. We've had so many listeners. We've had so many conversations behind the scenes, preparations, you know, um, sessions, production meetings, all of that to get to this point. And here we are on this May, this Tuesday, um, and we're doing this show, um, Pressure Points Unpacked with Tyra Little. So, Tyra, I want all of the listeners to know what I know, what I've learned. So I just want you to. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I know we can talk about ourselves forever, but just tell the listeners a little bit about who Tyra Little is, and we're just going to have this get-to-know-you session. Okay. All right. Well, um, as we stated, I'm Tyra Little, I'm born and raised here in Columbia, South Carolina, and um, I went to Richland District 1 schools. Um, and the, the one thing that I can say about myself is that um, God has given me the gift of being a visionary. Um, so if I had to try to sum it up quickly about me, I'm a visionary and I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful to God. Amen. Amen. Now we've talked about this podcast. At what point did you say to yourself, I think I want to develop my own platform, my own podcast, my own radio show? Well, Princess, um, last year, on this actual day, um, the 25th of May, and today is so significant because um, this marks the eighth anniversary of when my middle son was murdered. Um, on the 25th of last year, which was the number of seven, and as we know, seven is completion, God began to deal with me with me being silent. And so on that day was the day that I declared that I would no longer be silent. Um, he began to unfold the vision of the podcast and what it would entail. So on today, this is the eighth anniversary um, of Ajani's murder. And as we know, eight is new beginnings. And so God always finds a way to bring confirmation. And so to me, um, Today is a day of confirmation because new beginnings are starting on today. Wow. Wow. That's powerful within itself. And you and I have talked off air about how we picked Tuesdays, how we picked this day, and how amazing it came up to May 25th, 2021. Um, let's, let's elaborate a little more and talk about um, – why should people listen to the show? You know, I've said to you over and over, I said it, say it to all my hosts, you know, there's so many radio shows out there. What makes yours significant and why should people listen? Um, Prince, that's, that's an awesome question. And the answer, the resounding answer that I get, as we know right now, the world is spiraling. Um, social justice is a very hot topic. But we've had enough of where we've had the journalism, the news media, all of these outlets that are 
um, creating an anger environment. And the thing about that is, yes, we're angry. Yes, we're upset. But at what point do we begin to pull all of those things together and begin to try to find a way to heal a community? The only way to heal a community is to go through a healing process as an individual. And so my show is not a platform to spew anger, to keep you angry. This is a platform where you'll be able to deal with your triggers, with all of your emotions, because every Tuesday we will have, um, for, for the entire month, we will have one minister from the community, and we will have someone from the social worker, mental side, dealing with the issues that we have. And so this platform is designed to begin to help us realize to see different triggers, give us a different way to come to some type of a resolve and to start a process of healing. You know, Tyra, and I'm going to go off the script just a little bit here. I remember last summer, the summer of 2020, we were not only dealing with the pandemic, but there was a lot of social unrest. So maybe that's the word that the media used. There was a lot mm-hmm. of our younger generation um, in several different cultures out in the streets marching and wanting a different United States. Did you see any of that, and how did it make you feel? I was proud to see how worldwide it was and how it seemed to touch so many different cultures. But what was it, how did it make you feel to see that we were saying, okay, enough is enough? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was, um, it made me cry. Um, and I'm really trying to fight that right now um, because there's so much that has been going on through the years. Um, a lot of times we have these different cases where the victim, the world doesn't get a chance to know about this particular incident, you know? Um, yeah. And what what I saw from just so many different people, um, the response, it was it was so overwhelming that – you know that it's, it's time something has to happen. There were actions that, that took place, some that, you know, I don't agree with, but I understand. I didn't agree with the fires. I didn't agree yes. with the looting, but I understood. But to get to the name of, that's part of where this name came from, Pressure Points Unpacked, because as I had cut a tea kettle on in the house and I was outside um, working out, I had um, had the music turned up, the music went down, and I heard the tea kettle screaming. And at that point, when I walked back in the house, you know, I had, it was steam, it was water running over, it was condensation, it was a little of everything. And God began to minister to me right there that this is what's going on in the world. We've hit a pressure point, and it has boiled over. And because it has boiled over, you have so many different people responding so many different ways. You know, and so I was like in awe, and I'm like, oh, my God, pressure points, you Mm -hmm. know, pressure points unpacked because how you begin to deal with this, I mean, we can scream, we can yell, you know, we can talk about how well you can't expect a world, you can't expect the United States to do blah, this, this, that, because the laws weren't made for our people. However, Mm -hmm. we have a right to vote, and so because of that, Now it's time to utilize that to begin to have these conversations with your lawmakers because this is what we vote people in for. This is how we begin to make a difference, how we begin to change the whole picture of what's going on, you know? Um, It's time for something to be done, but we have to be able to deal with the emotions that we feel from behind us. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's what my platform will offer. Awesome. I wanted to take that a little further and ask, have you had that conversation with your son, with your nieces and nephews about how to respond to a police stop, whether it's traffic or whatever? Have you had that conversation in the past year, in the past five years (laughs) with with that generation that we're raising? 
I have. Um, in fact, my youngest son was pulled over in Atlanta last month, and immediately he called me. and He was like, Mom, Mom, I got, I'm getting pulled over. And just the anxiety that it created for me, um, you know, definitely I'm like, okay, all right, make sure you keep your hands on the steering wheel. You know, I mean, I'm, we're, we're walking through this thing. You know, he got me on speaker so I can hear everything that's going on. I can hear the police officer. And the thing is, all police officers are not bad. You know, I'm a retired military police. Um, this particular officer, I mean, was just, he, was, he, he did his job the way that he was supposed to. Um, and he was a very respectful gentleman. He didn't know initially that anybody was on the phone, you know, but throughout he handled him with respect. And when I did speak up so that he could hear me, I thanked him, you know, because as a mother, as a parent, I think all of us, um, who have African-American children, I mean, especially with boys, you know, I'm a mother of three sons, you know, um, there's a there's an anxiety every time they're out of the door, you know, but we have to trust God, you know. We have to trust God that we've we've given them the right tools, but we also have to trust God with their life because ultimately he loved them more than we we'll ever love them, you know. Um, but I was thankful and grateful that my son reached out to me to let me know and I was on the phone so I could hear everything. Exactly. And that's important. And doesn't it feel good that he did? He called you and said, hey, this is what's going on, and kept yes. you on, on, on speaker. One last thing before we get back into um, some questions that I've prepared is that whole BLM or Black Lives Matter, um, how do you feel about the term, and how do you respond, or what's your thought process when, when someone says all lives matter? Do you feel that they're getting it? Um, Talk to me about that a little bit before we move on. Well, I don't feel like a lot of times that they're getting it because, yes, all lives matter, but I have to give the analogy of a house being on fire on the block. So this house is on fire on this block, and so we all are running to this house to try to help whoever possibly to get out, maybe trying to grab garden hoses to put the fire out to assist. But then there's one person that starts screaming, all houses matter. This, that house, your house is, all the houses are not on fire right now. This house is. And so if you don't there begin you to start dealing with this house, then the whole block could catch fire. So to even make the analogy of, uh, yet again, the separation, you even hear, well, blue lives matter. Well, I think, and this is no disrespect to nobody, because, again, this is not, uh, let me, you know, try to incite any type of anger. But there's no blue people on this earth. So how are you talking mm. about what, what? How are you talking about blue lives matter? You know, I mean, we 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 have to stop this, and we have to recognize that there is a problem. There has been a problem in the U.S. forever dealing with this. I mean, we we have to face the reality of this, and so some hard and difficult conversations have to take place, but they have to take place in truth. And so sometimes, and I think the majority of times, what we're dealing with are heart issues. So if a person yeah. doesn't have a heart to be compassionate, then they won't get it, and they refuse to get it. And you're correct. Exactly. They don't have the heart for service and life and love and and making sure that God is your leader. Then you really don't sometimes, and, and you're correct, you just put that in perspective for me. Blue lives, there's anybody that's blue. <laughs> right. That is right. so amazing and, and I think such an unintelligent way to respond. Um, Tyler, we're going to stop right there and take a small break and come back because I want to ask you about who inspired you and why and, you know, what has motherhood taught you. That's what we're going to do on the other side of the break. This is Pressure Points Unpacked, and host Tyra Little has launched her show tonight, and I get the opportunity, I am Princess Cooper, to interview her and give you all a sense of what's coming up next with Pressure Points Unpacked. Let's take a break right here, and we'll come right back. 
You, your family, and your friends are invited to Embrace Richland County Gospel Brunch Sunday, June 20th at 1 p.m. at the Wiley Kennedy Family Life Center located at 1034 Eastman Street in Columbia, South Carolina. You can also enjoy it virtually via live stream. It's a great way to celebrate Father's Day with the family. Enjoy soul-stirring gospel music and on-site a mouth-watering brunch. For your safety, we will be adhering to COVID-19 protocols. Get your tickets before May 30th, and they're only $15, $20 after that, or you can just simply buy a table. Tickets available only at Eventbrite. Sharing music selections will be international gospel star Luther Barnes and the Sunset Jubilaires. Saxophonist Dante Lewis and Jacqueline Kendrick Dance Ministry. This powerful event is sponsored by the Wiley Kennedy Foundation and the great folk at Richland County. You don't want to miss this fantastic celebration, so join us Sunday, June 20th at 1 p.m. June 20th at 1 p.m. Embrace Richland County Gospel Brunch, um, spearheaded by the Wally Kennedy Foundation, spearheaded by my girl, my um, confidant, Gwendolyn Singletary. A shout-out and congratulations to her. I am Princess Cooper. This is Pressure Points Unpacked, hosted by Tyra Little, and this is her first show, her inaugural show, and we're excited to get to know her and make sure that you all know what to expect going forward Tuesdays at 6 p.m. So, Tyra, tell me who inspired you, what inspired you as you were coming up at some point in your life. I learned today that, or yesterday, that you started out in the Navy, ended up in the Air Force. Um, Talk about inspiration and what inspired you. (laughs) Um, Well, Princess, you know, when we talk about um, inspiration and um, different people that um, you look up to, I think that constantly it always shifts um, because it really depends on where you at in your life and, and you know, in, partic- in different stages that makes the difference. Um, I can say, um, and, and I don't want to get into like naming a whole bunch of names because there, there are a lot of people that have impacted my life um, that has inspired me to do a lot of things. And not to piggyback off of you for the kudos for Gwendolyn Singletary, but Gwen has been a huge inspiration in my life. Um, I've learned a lot from her over the many years that I've known her. Um, She's a person that I look up to and that I can confidently say, this is my sister. You know, Um, Gwen, uh, Gwen has just done a lot of had a lot of different exposure in her life. Um, and she's a person that I truly look up to. Um, I can also say, which this is kind of funny, my first grade teacher. <laughs> and what's so funny is my first grade teacher and I still keep in contact with each other. This lady made such an impact in my life. And like, I remember the first day of school. So her name was Mrs. Locklear. And so she put on the board a picture of a lock and an ear. And that's how we learned how to pronounce Mrs. Locklear. Um, I was in her first class of this was her first year of teaching and my first year of course, first grade. And so I think it's really awesome when someone can impact you at such a young age that you remember, mm-hmm. you know, just a very kind, caring person. Um, and to this day, just like I said, I mean, we, we talk often. I, I just spoke with her yesterday. Um, so again, it just depends on the different points and places, you know, where you are, are in your life. Um, I could even say the same for you. I mean, you've mentoring me during this process. This has been awesome. Um, and I'm just going to just talk about people who have mentored me just in this process because, I don't want to get in trouble because there is a lot of people who have made impact in my life. So I'm just going to stay right here in this little safety box because I don't want to forget anybody. I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, but, you know, just like I said, I can, I mean, you've done a phenomenal job with just helping me and guiding me during this process. Um, there's another young lady, Nadia, um, who has been just an awesome asset to me with just sharing different things in this arena 
Um, I can also, I, I have to, and I would just be wrong not to mention David Pentegrass. David Pentegrass, very smart young man, um, highly intelligent, and he's been in this industry for a while. Um, he's always the person that has been there. I call, he pick up the phone, he answers my questions, you know. And I have one more that I could not let this day pass and not say anything about, but my mother. Um, when I look at the fact of how she has fought through a lot of different things, the illness, she's still holding on, you know, at the time, 84 and, you know, ended up with COVID while in the nursing home, but her, the tenacity, you know, to still to hold on um, just during the times of where she's had, you know, different strokes and all this stuff, but just to still be that, even in the state of appearing frail, but the inner strength that she has. So I'm going to stop right there with just, you know, the people, because, again, I do not want to get in trouble and leave anyone out. Awesome. Pressure points unpacked with host Tara Little Tuesdays at 6 p.m. So I want to go right into another powerful question. Even when I read this, I think about so much. Um, But what has motherhood taught you? Um, Every day, you know, what has motherhood done for you? Because that's so all-encompassing, and I could go on forever, but I can't wait to hear what you say. Wow. Motherhood. One thing in particular that I can say, um, there is nothing like the bond between mother and child. Um, Motherhood is such an awesome experience, and I thank God for allowing me to be able to be a mother of three sons. Um, Motherhood has taught me one thing for sure, you are always a mother. (laughs) No matter what, no matter how old they are, you don't get the opportunity to say, well, hey, I've done my job and now let me hang up this hat and I'm no longer your mother. You will forever be a mother. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, it begins to be uncomfortable sometimes when a person knows that you've lost a child, but you're still, you still think about that child every day. Um, nothing changes because the child isn't here any longer. And I will always be a mother of three children. So I am honored that I've had the opportunity to be a mother and just honored about the opportunity to continue to be a mother. Tara, do you sometimes fall into um, the – Gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? This, the level where you you want to save your child from some mistakes that you've made. Mm. Have you found yourself there? Because I, I do that as much as I can with mm-hmm. my girls to try to save them and to keep them from that experience. Although, you know, trouble, we come out on the other side and we're better for it. But mm-hmm. have you found yourself on that level at all? Well, yes, I have. But you know what? One thing about parenting is this, um, even as a child, like when you're growing up, you have to remember how you were, you know, the different mm-hmm. things that you did, the different things that, you know, your parents would tell you or try to warn you from. And so in that, I'm a firm believer that you take what you see from your parents, the things that you felt worked and the things that you didn't, whatever you felt like didn't work, you push it out. But I've learned that as long as you, and, and I don't have the, I'm not the perfect parent by a long shot. There are some times when I have gotten in my kids behind. However, you know, you have to learn how to graduate with them through their stages. You know, once as, as, as an infant, you treat them as an infant. When they are a toddler, that level, that relationship, it changes because now you have a toddler. When you have an elementary student, a middle school student, a high school student, you have to graduate with them as they're graduating through these processes. Because if not, you'll become a hindrance. And once they become adults, you have to respect them as adults. You can't talk at adults, just like you don't want anyone to talk at you. It's the same with your children, you know? Um, Yes, you want to shelter them from a whole bunch of things in life, but we also have to understand that 
they're going through this thing called life. And so there's certain mm-hmm. things or avenues that you may want to break them from, but it's necessary in order for them to develop into the adult that they need to be. So there are going to be some head bumps. There are going to be some that's going to hurt you also because as they're going through life, this thing called life and dealing with their testimonies, because at some point their life story becomes their testimony when they realize that it's a testimony, when they make it over yeah. on the other side of it, you know. But we have to respect that because if not, we're getting in the way of what God wants. And so, man, a lot of times you want to jack them, but as they get older, you just have to learn how to sometimes be quiet, you know. Because you, you've already raised them. You've advised them. And so if you've given them the tools to enable them to be productive in this society, their choices are their choices. And so at some point, you have to fall back and you got to trust God. And if that ain't no easy task. It's not easy. No easy task whatsoever. I have found this one, Tara, and I want to go off script a little bit more, on script a little bit more, and talk about social media. And I found myself learning a lot of social media along with my children. I think I've advanced to the next level. But talk about the evolution of social media and what it's done for your learning level um, and then how you've seen it affect um, your parenting or your child in itself. Talk about social media for just a moment before we take a break. Hmm. Well, um, social media has its good points, um, and it has its, its bad points. Um, there, There is a lot of things that you can learn on there, um, but sometimes there are some things that I feel like just should never make the social media platform. Um, mm-hmm. Initially, when my kids were younger, and I'm trying to think, what was that that they had? Um, MySpace. MySpace, that's what it was, MySpace. <laughs> and so uh, the agreement in my house, I'm, I'm telling how old I am now, but the agreement in my household was this. If you're going to have a MySpace account, then I'm going to have to be, I don't know if you were being friends then or what it was considered because social media is always taking a a change, a toll. A di- you know, it's always yeah. going a different route. Um but however, we had to be friends or whatever it was in order for them to be have this MySpace account. Now, my two older boys, let me tell you something. They have taught me how they they, they have test every fight. <laughs> so, okay. Um, and mm. so, you know, I've had a situation where I'm like, oh, okay, you have a, a secret account over here? Okay, well, now I've found your secret account, you know. Um, but... Social media again, it has this um it has some good points. Um, it has done a, a lot of evolving. Um and, and I think it can be a good resourceful tool. And then it has a lot of drawbacks because for me initially, every time I found out about someone else being murdered by the police, that was a trigger for me. I literally had to shut my Facebook page down because I needed to do some more counseling. You know. Um, I realize this is a trigger, so no, I got to shut it down because I'm in the process of trying to get to the next phase of healing. And so getting to the next phase meant I don't need to hear about this on this platform. So I think in instances like that, there are some things that are announced on social media that just, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the, the, you know, the place for it. But then again, someone else may look at it and say, well, hey, we would never find out if it wasn't for this. So I think it's all about your perspective and how you're looking at it and where you're at in life. I'm personally glad that I did not have social media growing up. I'm I'm happy that I'm in this part of my life in social media. Um, Great answers. We're getting to know Tara Little on our own show, Pressure Points Unpacked. Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Let's take about a 30-second break here. I am Princess Cooper, and we're talking to Tyler Little. Pressure Points Unpack, and we will be right back. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash renews your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, 
smoother skin you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. All right, we're back. Pressure points unpack, and we have a lot of callers out there. Um, and if there are some that would like to um, be a part of the show and ask a question, just say congratulations to Tara. What I'm going to do is just call out the last four of your phone number, and you can let me know if you want to talk or if you just want to listen. The first caller is 5315. I'm going to open up your mic, 5315. Hello, well, caller, hello. give us your name. Hello. This is Gwen, which you guys have been saying such wonderful things about. <laughs> we both have. We not call in. And those <laughs> wonderful things you said, um, Princess, and the things you said, Tara, how could I not possibly call in? Um, this sounds great. I love this concept. You know, I'm blessed to have known about it a little earlier than uh, just today. And uh, uh, Tara has talked through this concept with me, um, you know, a little bit. Um, it was clearly all her idea, but she's talked some things through, and I think it's outstanding. But, you know, in terms of pressure points unpacked, uh, you know, how are you going to start this thing? I mean, it's just so many angles and so many yeah. different ways to start this. Um, you know, how are you going to know a little bit, how are you going to get this thing started? Because I guess my question is, where do you start? Um, in something like this, this is a great platform to do with so many social ills that we have. You know, I just don't know how to get started with something like this. Well, great question, Gwen, and thank you again for calling in. Um, our first show will air, as we know, we're going to be live every Tuesday. Um, but for the first show, we're going to talk about the many different aspects of social justice. Um, and by you saying that, you know, I will have Tori Sanders as our social work, our mental mental health person, and Pastor McCallum from Bethlehem Baptist wow. Church will be on um, dealing with the spiritual aspects of it. So we're going to break down and address some of the different components, um, and then you know we're going to go forth. We got a whole awesome lineup for June, and all I can say is just stay tuned um, because. Okay. They're going to be some 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 really good guests, some powerful speaking guests, um, and, and I think it will it will ultimately bless bless lives. I really do. Absolutely. Well, I I tell you, I can't wait because there's so many aspects of it. Um, I've heard Pastor McCallum speak. In fact, he did a a service on Black Lives Matter and all that, and I thought he brought some very good points to the forefront. So bottom line, I'll be, I'll be listening next Tuesday because I know it's going to be great. So thank you so much for letting me ask that question. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you, Gwen. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's go to our next caller. Um, we're going to open up the mic of 5375. That is the last four of your phone number, 5375. Give us your name. Hi. Hi, I'm Sharon. Um, I Hello. am a dear friend. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, yes, we okay. sure can. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I am a dear friend of Tyra. And she, I am calling, you know, I just want to say congratulations. She just Thank doesn't you. understand how much I admire her. And if I tear up a little huh. bit, forgive me. I knew she was up to something when she was moving in silence. She was very <laughs> quiet. But she did not give up in her strength. God and her faith and, and grace and mercy, I am so proud of her and how she continues through the spiritual foundation, how she keep rising, how she keep doing, and just making the best of it. She didn't shy Amen. from it. I mean, I grew from her. I grew from her and words cannot express to me how I am so proud of this young lady. She is evolving and becoming. And because of this, she didn't sit still. She keep rising. Words cannot express to you how proud I am of you. Air hugs and lots of kisses and and lots of I can't wait to see how you blow up. (laughs) Well, to God be the glory. And thank you, Sharon, for starting Liquid Water. In my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, baby, because you know it. You gain your strength and your courage, and you can tell everybody you are an example. To God be You glory. choose not to be bitter. You're making it better. 
not for you, but for other people. Thank Again, you, I'm so Amen. proud of you. Isn't it awesome? Isn't it awesome to get women to just cheer you on? Their pom poms are bigger than yours sometimes, and and we lift each other up. Uh, Tara, you want to respond a little bit? I I thank Sharon. Sharon, I I thank you so much. Um, Wow, we've known each other for years, years, years. We we grew up together. Um, And um, I just, I just. I thank you. I, I can't say, but we we've been stationed together um, oh, God, during yeah. a military time frame, um, and I just I, I can't even gather the words right now. But I, I, I thank you. I, I appreciate you. I really I, do. I love her dearly. As we always say in the colloquialism, what's understood don't need to be explained. Our relationship, our friendship, Amen. to infinity and beyond. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Awesome. All right. That was powerful right there. Let's get one more caller, 8227. We're going to open up your mic. That's the last four of your phone number, 8227. And your mic is open. Hold on. There you go. Your mic is open. 8227. Okay. I think they just want to listen in, so we're mm-hmm. we're not going to belay that. So, um, we didn't mean, mean to make you cry, um, but <laughs> that's powerful within itself, Tara. You know, this is a, a good show. So I want to go back to some of our questions again. This is Pressure Points Unpacked. It's going to be Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. I am Princess Cooper, and we have the wonderful Tara Little with us. And I want to just talk to you about community issues, and and we can take this thing local or we can take this thing national. I know we talked about Black Lives Matter and the response to that, but is there anything else out there as far as um, community issues of concern that you want to raise or talk about um, in the segment? Um, Well, there, oh, my gosh, Um, there are so many issues that's out there. Um, There's another one that I can speak to that I have actually um, been active in dealing with um, dealing with my representative from my district um, and changing the law, dealing with veterans and just some of the things with dealing with the property taxes and stuff. And so here's where I'm at with, with the community thing. When we see things and find things um, that doesn't sit right with you, that's not well, um, Always ask somebody. Okay, well, hey, give give me the, is is that written somewhere? Give give me the written version of that. Um, and this is one of the things that I did with the Department of Revenue, and they actually, you know, gave me the information. And from there, I'm looking at. It, I'm like, this makes absolutely no sense. And so, I immediately went, contacted my representative, and just began to discuss how here's where the issue lies. Um. On the federal level, there are different things that happen um, when it comes to different rating disabilities. And on a federal level, they will recognize that from the date of when it was filed. However, in the state of South Carolina, um, well, they look at it as if, say, for instance, if you've paid your property taxes, say, at the beginning of this year. And by chance, you know, a VA decision comes down and it benefits you to where you don't have to pay this particular tax. Well, the state of South Carolina will not reimburse you your money, which hmm. makes absolutely no sense. So the two are not governing the same way. Um, and so that was my representative, uh, Representative Hart, and we discussed it. And, and so we have been working on this bill prior to the pandemic. So it was like, this was three years in the making. And so recently, that particular bill just made it through the house. I don't have the bill number in front of me. So forgive me for that, because I would have been able to give you the actual bill number. So if anybody wanted to, you know, go back and look it up. But that's something that can, you know, be addressed at at a later time. But so the bill has now made it through the house. And we're waiting on the Senate side, 
And so this is how we go about affecting change. You know, hmm. this, this, this is a part of our, our civil duties. You know, this, this is what you have to do. I mean, if you want to see change, be the change that you want to see. And let's start with holding the people that we elect accountable. You know, and so I, I can speak highly of Representative Hart because I brought the issue to him. He's like, hey, I mean, no, this, this is what we need to do. You know, and together, you know, he did his part. And, you know, we got support letters and everything written, and he presented it, you know? You know, um, Tara, the, the pandemic has made me pivot into um, some different directions. You know, when it came about last year, March 2020, I was headed to New Orleans to cover the the women's Gamecock basketball team in New Orleans as they go on um, they were on their trip there but of course March Madness was canceled so the pandemic um, undoubtedly had me to pivot in my business if I was going to make sure and keep the same level I learned how to um, create more production units and entities within churches and make sure they're online on Facebook. And I'm asking or saying all of that because I want to know, is there anything that the pandemic um, did for you besides the podcast? Because this is about the time last year that you were talking about this. But any other pivots in your life since the pandemic um, uh, in your business or in your personal life? Well, yes, I actually um... – <laughs> went back to school during the, during the pandemic. Um, That's right. That's right. And, I mean, it was definitely a blessing for me. Um, I got a scholarship to go back to school, and so it was partly two days online and, you know, two days hands-on in school. Um, hmm. I think during this time of, you know, discovery, and I, I can, you know, speaking about me, like the school was the added thing for me as well, you know, as the podcast, but even setting up, making sure that I have my, this particular business for school structured correctly so that once I graduate, I'm able to flourish. Um, I think the pandemic caused, because having that downtime, it caused a lot of um, searching yourself. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. opportunity to do that. There was a lot of opportunity to just to get out in your yards and just just work, um, family time, understanding how to be more innovative during this time. Because even though the world has shut down, but, you know, this was that was the year 2020 where, hey, we, we were going to party the entire year for our birthdays, you know, all of the babies <laughs> from, the, from all the 1970 days. Um, you know, I had a, a big formal birthday party, um, actually, you know, that I was going to do, but because of Corona, that didn't happen. And so with that, what we did was we put a spin on it. Um, instead of the, the all black formal affair, it became the black t-shirt party on Zoom, had a live DJ, you know, he was like, wow, this was the first time he'd ever did a, a Zoom party and he was the DJ. But once he found his rhythm, it's like, it created a way that you realized just to be creative, you know, um, even the feedback from people while, you know, the party is going on, hey, I'm, I'm arriving late, I'm just getting here, you know, I'm in my Uber, you know, it was just to bring about that good fun and to be able to put a smile on someone else's faces. So the pandemic, I think, created a lot of creativity. Huh. It did. It did. It created a lot of um, thought thought-provoking um, answers from us and, and just making sure that we still added value during the pandemic, even though some some of the nation was closed down and then all of the nation was closed down and then states kind of reopened at their level when they could. And I was actually concerned, you know, um, and I had eventually kind of moved away from the media and TV and CNN and, and all of that kind of stuff. I, I didn't want to look at the death toll and all of that coming up every every day. So 
but there was a pivot, you know, amongst us all, and I just wanted to discover what was yours. Um, we've been getting to know Tara Little, the host of Pressure Points Unpacked. Tara, I'm going to turn it back over you, to you to tell me what's coming up next, what's next week, without giving away a whole lot of secrets, you know, what can we expect? We're at the end of the show. Um, so I'm going to turn it back over to you to give our listeners um, some teasers. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, Princess, just for, um, once again, the opportunity to be on the network. Um, as I stated for next week when we were speaking with Gwen, um, coming up next week and so for the whole month of June, I do have um, some dynamic guests um, that will be coming on um, that has, you know, some are known by many, known by the world. Um, and so I just encourage you to stay tuned. But again, we're going to address and break down social justice. Um, we have, and for this platform, I think was so dynamic and so awesome, um, the social worker, the mental health worker is Taurus Sanders. Um, Taurus is a Colombian native. Um, he attended Richland District 1 Public Schools as well. He began his career in law enforcement um, as a civilian while attending college and later became a police officer with the city of Columbia. After 17 years of law enforcement, Taurus transitioned into, a counsel, into counseling, um, and he currently works in providing practice as a therapist. He's, licensed, he's a licensed professional counselor and licensed addiction counselor. Um, Taurus, is, Taurus is married, and he's married to Tia. They have four children, um, and this is a dynamic, bright young man. Um, I think he brings a lot to this platform, especially when you're speaking about the social justice piece, because he was, he was a police officer also. So he can shed, you know, a lot of light to things. His platform is, I, I think, is dynamic. Um, He's definitely a man of faith, um, a very sound gentleman, very extremely sound um, young man. And, and I think that he will bring a lot to the table. Um, I don't think anyone will be disappointed by um, hearing his take on some of the different things, events that has happened um, throughout throughout the time of, you know, what we're, what we're dealing with now. Um, and then we will also have, let's see here. We will also have, just like I also said, um, Pastor McCallum. He will be on as well. And um, let's see, Pastor McCallum is at Bethlehem. He's the parishioner, the shepherd over Bethlehem Baptist Church. And... Give me one second here because I want to kind of talk about how many years. I know he's he's been a parishioner there for some time. Yeah, I don't know how long Pastor McCallum has been. He's been there as long as I've been in South Carolina, and that's nine years. But okay, and and I know he's 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 been there a little longer than that. Um, and hopefully this is actually in here as to how long Pastor McCallum or when he actually um, got there. But however, um, Pastor McCallum is going to bring um, a lot of his experience. Um, and again, just as Gwen spoke about him actually recently doing um, a sermon dealing with Black Lives Matter, um, what I loved about it, because I actually heard that um, a part of that sermon, I think he ended up doing a two-part sermon, but I actually heard the first part of it. And um, just the spirit in which he spoke, um, again, this is what I love across the board. We're not so much as trying to continue to, you know, to make you angry, but we're making you think Um Exactly. And look at how to break this down and come in with some type of resolve, some type of healing, because the goal at the end of the day is 
to bring healing to the community. And you can't heal the community without healing starting with the individual. And so for me, that is the overall goal. That's, that's definitely the overall goal here. So it looks like back in 1995 is when Pastor McCallum was actually called. So he wow. was in, in the in a, as, as a minister um, for an extremely long time, extremely long time. Um, and so I'm just excited about the experience that he will bring to the table as well. And definitely awesome. looking forward to sitting on this platform with both with both of these gentlemen. Awesome. 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 Well, we're going to put a pin in it right there. Um, Tara Little, I'll go ahead and let you take us on home. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to thank you so much for listening in today. Um, Please, you know, at any given time, you can call in. Guest call-in number is 914-205-5361. You'll be able to hear the playback on Blog Talk Radio as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And so, again, I thank you. Um, It's been a great show. I feel it's been definitely a, a great show. Um, and I thank you for getting unpacked with us today on Pressure Points Unpacked. I'm your host, Tyra Little, and we hope to see you next week on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Let's get unpacked. It's already